welcome to our very first live stream slash podcast for Homemade Family. Um, we're Nathaniel and Amy White, and uh, we're here to talk all things family. Yay. Yay. We are going to do a quick introduction for those of you who don't know us. We have been um, on Insight now here on this Friday afternoon time slot for a while, and I know we've got a lot of friends and family watching, but for those of you who are new to either Insight now or to Nathaniel and Amy White, let us share a little about who we are. Yes. Uh, so yesterday, November 4th, was the 15th anniversary of us getting engaged. We, <laughs> we never dated. Uh, barely talked to each other, and um, we we just prayed together a bunch, um, like once a week, basically for like two hours, and that was it. Um, and uh, we, so we barely knew each other. Got engaged, got married six weeks later, and five and a half years later, we had five kids. So um, we were in the deep end of the pool <laughs> when it comes to family. We were in the deep end very very quickly. And if the Lord had not given us some very, some very powerful tools and um, just mindsets and wisdom and help, <laughs> like it, it was not just a, a, you know, a lifeline here and there, like God delivered us and equipped us and gave us a lot of really powerful stuff. And I think we didn't really know just how powerful those things were until a few years ago. We started um, having this this strange experience <laughs> where we'd have somebody over for dinner or just like they'd come bake Christmas cookies with our family or something like that. And um, and we'd start getting this feedback from people saying this changed my life. And we're like, like what? What did? And they're like being with your family. <laughs> And, and that was not something we ever like went after. It was just something that, that God did um, uh, with us. And we started to realize if God has given us something that's that powerful, um, then we need to find ways to give it away. Indeed. So here we are. <laughs> yep. We really believe that family is one of the most powerful forces on earth. Like God's design for nations, for revival, for um, so many things come from family. And we know that not everybody has a perfect family. Nobody came from a perfect family. We Nobody, are not a perfect family. We are also not a perfect family. <laughs> we'll have our kids on here sometime and things like that. That'll be tons of fun. Be fun. Yep. Yes. But we do um, have a passion for seeing family become all that it can be and to encourage connection and joy and uh, be the place where you love to come home to instead of the place that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm dreading what's coming next. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Okay. So we want to inspire you to hope and joy for your family while yes. also giving really practical tips and help. We would love for you guys to also help shape this show. Yes. So if you've seen things in our life that you have questions about, you guys can comment and we will do our best to answer questions and to um, give advice to the best of our ability as well. Yeah. And even just beyond the comments, um, you know, we would love for you to help shape what uh, what this whole podcast looks like in the future. 
that you can be part of shaping that and what we what sort of subjects we talk about. Um, so anything that is a particular sore spot in your family history or in your current family situations or questions that you have, um, I do a separate uh, like mini thing, mini talk most days, uh, just on my own Facebook page called Coffee with Dad. And, uh, you know, some of the things that seem to connect well with people there are even things like, well, how do you choose a spouse? And um, what, how do you know when you actually love somebody and, and you're ready to get married? What does it look like to get ready for, to, to be ready for marriage? Um, and some of those kinds of things. So whatever kinds of family related questions you may have, please shoot them our way. We want to, um, to connect with you on whatever is actually burning in your heart. So, yeah. Um, so I think today we're going to start a little bit by um, just sharing a little of the process and journey that got us here. Um, do you want to share, do we want to share some of our history of family or would we like to just kind of jump into this and invite them to, to dream with us? I think let's just jump into that. All right. Yeah. So, um, I started pondering a question as I was looking at the world around me and seeing so much destruction in family, but not only destruction of family, but like riots and crime. And um, honestly, it feels a little bit lately, like there's been a lot of hopelessness. And um, it made me start to wonder why God created family. What is the purpose of family because it says that God hides himself in all of creation. And, yeah. you know, so there, there's an aspect of God that we learn from family, but also why would the enemy work so hard to, to destroy family, to break apart um, those connections? And so really, I don't have all the answers. I have several answers. And it's been a journey, but I just wanted to pose that question to you guys as well. And to have you start thinking about this also, why did God create family? What is the purpose of your family? Yeah, because you have to realize like when God created the world, God could have done things any way he wanted to, but the way he chose to start things was he started with family. He started with a husband and a wife a man and a woman, but not just a man and a woman. They were a husband and a wife. And he put them together and he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, rule over it and subdue it. And that was the whole, that was the whole instruction of the beginning of time. And, um, and you fast forward years later, I'm on a journey through this right now. I felt like the Lord said, look, read through the first five books of the Bible and look for family. And one of the things I'm discovering is you know, when God founded the nation of Israel, he picked a family and every way that he uh, reinforced that throughout the years, even the way they went to battle together and they camped together and all of these things, he kept reinforcing family as the way to build a nation. Like why, why did God pick family? And, um, and I would just, because obviously if he thinks that is so important, then there's something in that for you. Um, Annalie's given us a heart. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Annalie. Um, so 
obviously if God is placing that much priority on family, that means that he has a purpose for your family too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's a good one. Yeah. Which makes your family worth fighting for and investing in and spending time with. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that we've come up with for why God created family is actually, um, you know, God talks about marriage being a picture of Christ and the church. Like when a husband and wife actually bring a reflection of Jesus and his love for the bride. Yeah. And so how much more when we live godly family does that bring testimony to God and who he is to the rest of the world? Yeah. Um, there's this powerful, the Bible talks a lot about unity in the body of Christ. And the place where we learn about unity and connection is inside our home. And um, so it's a place of learning our identity, a place of learning about connection and community and how to love well, how to forgive well. <laughs> Kind of have a fun story with that. Our daughter is a very type A personality and she had this dream where she's like, not not a dream, but the desire of her heart where she said, first she's going to be an American Ninja Warrior and then she's going to be a doctor and then she's going to be the president of the United States. And she... Um, <laughs> and she's going to be like an Olympian something and yeah. a veterinarian and... Uh... Yeah. So she's going to do all these things. And... Um, because she's a type A personality, she has a, a, a tendency sometimes to really bump heads with people. Like she wants to drive and direct and tell people. And so we're always having to kind of bring her back and calm her down and, and help her work on the relational part of things. She's got the drive. She's got the tasks, the, the ambition, yeah. you know, she's got all the passion to do it. But the relational piece has to happen, too, because nobody can get very far in life without relationships. And I told her, I sat her down, I said, wasn't it so good of God to give you four siblings so that you can learn now how to do relationship well so that when you get into the world, <laughs> you are going to really be rocking it because yeah. you're already going to know how to connect relationally with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that family is a great practice ground for all of those things. Um, and, and I just want to say just some ground, ground level disclaimer, asterisk type things that will probably repeat frequently because people won't catch every episode and all of those kinds of things. But, but in any of these things, we, we are not, uh, like we are, we are never going to prescribe a one size fits all plan for family. Like we were, we were kind of joking beforehand. We're like, like we don't want people to think that everybody needs to homeschool and have have ginormous families and uh, and like stay at home moms and all. Like there, there isn't this like cookie cutter pattern. Thanks for the love, Tony. I love seeing you on here too. Um, Tony's awesome. Love Tony. Um, great papa right there. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there isn't a one size fits all cookie cutter approach to family. Um, the, the main thing is just being engaged that, that, uh, we, we have a saying that we frequently say <laughs> that Chris, yes, fire. Um, we have a saying that we frequently say is that life is PG and what we mean by that is like there, it requires parental guidance. Uh, kids don't just figure stuff out on their own. Um, it just requires us to be engaged. And that 
means engaging with each other as husband and wife as well. Um, and so a lot of what we're going to end up talking about is how do you take care of yourself so that you have the emotional emotional capacity to engage and and hopefully we'll be able to provide just wisdom in how to engage your kids in beneficial way can guide them through the stuff that's going on in life and all of that kind of thing. But but none of this is like trying to help anybody be the perfect family. We just want to help everybody be a thriving family because that actually is an attainable goal. Perfection's not. So very true. <laughs> so just pressure off of you listening to this. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, there's grace for all of us in it. Indeed. So anyway, families, some places where we find connection and unity, where we reflect the goodness of God to the rest of the world. And uh, that identity piece is really huge. And again, we're like we, Nathaniel just got done saying, like, you can do this in anything, but um, in, in any style of family that you have. But right. just, you know, um, one way that that talk about the slaves and the way that they would keep them. Yes. So um, years ago, I read the autobiography of um, Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was born a slave in, they don't, he doesn't actually know when he was born. Um, but in the mid 1800s, he was born a slave and managed to escape and get himself educated. And he became one of the main primary voices in the abolitionist movement in the 1800s in America. Um, and one of the things that he says in telling his story there were two things that uh, they did in, in the South, in the U.S., to um, enable slavery to keep going. And these were like, if, if you removed these two things, then slavery wasn't possible. These two things were they, they made it illegal to educate a slave. If you taught them to read, if you taught them to write, if you taught them education, then uh, then you actually, as a white person, could get punished for that. Um, there were a few exceptions, certain roles that maybe a, a slave would have had within a household. But but like the vast majority of slaves who worked in fields, you had to keep them uneducated. Um, I'm like, just here's a little just I, I, I can't go completely past this without saying something, but just watch what's going on in the current education movements and the current systems of American education, where they're trying to remove standards for for education. And you can pass if you don't have the right math answers and you can pass if you do it like it's the same thing. But also the other thing so that was like they made it illegal to educate them. The second thing was they completely destroyed any sense of family. They did that by selling husband and wives to two different plantations. They did it by selling parents and and children to two different plantations. They would separate children by selling them to multiple different owners. And, and because of that, they had no ability to know where do they come from? Who are they? What's their background? What's their legacy? What's their, their heritage, their lineage? Who are they? None of those things. They had no, no ability to have any identity other than I am a slave. And they had no ability to ed be educated, to read news of any better existence anywhere else. So you're isolated and you're, you're, you're isolated in your identity and you're isolated in the world and in what truth you are fed. 
to just whatever your slave owner tells you. And, um, and we are seeing the exact same spirit at work throughout America. It's like we got rid of the institution of slavery, but we didn't get rid of the spirit of slavery. And so the same spirit is at work, um, in working to keep people from knowing who they are in, um, even to the point of not knowing, are they a boy or a girl, transgender issues, um, like, yeah, isolated and ignorant is what Annalie is saying in agreement with this. It's the isolated and ignorant, um, like even to the point of not knowing, are you a boy or are you a girl or, or can you change your gender from day to day? Or I'm kind of fluid in my, my sexual preferences or whatever, all of these kinds of things like that keep you from actually knowing who you are. And here's the thing. If you have no structure, no stability, like you are trying, you are, you have a foundation of jello and mud and you're trying to build your life on that. You're trying to build any sort of like you've got nothing, nothing, no truth, nothing concrete, nothing solid to actually build life on, to go anywhere, to do anything like you can topple an entire civilization if you have no truth whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people become extremely controllable Mm -hmm. if they have no idea who they are or where they come or where they come from. And that's some of the power of family is creating identity and healthy individuals who go out and change the world. Um, Family is a powerful force uh, in the world. And, you know, we've, we can look at all of the problems and the seven mountains or eight mountains of society. I know a lot of people have added a few more mountains here and there to the, the, the mountains of influence of society. And we have passion to see all of the mountains transformed. And when we began to look at things, we said, what is the one thing that touches every single mountain? And it's family, Family. because everybody who goes into one of those mountains of influence starts somewhere and they come from family. And so as parents, we have this ability to raise up influencers who are confident in who they are, who know where they come from and who have a boldness and courage to go in and bring that influence. When we, when we raise healthy families, we're actually looking at the future generations and the strength of our nation. But when we abdicate our role as parents and let somebody else or something else raise our kids for us, and then they lose some of that identity and that purpose, then that actually brings a shaking to the mountains and in a nation has a hard time standing. You know, um, I was reading that verse from Malachi um, four five and six, I think it is where it says that in the last days, God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a curse. And I was thinking about the fact that like, would God really strike our land with a curse? And it's very possible that he would, or would we actually just eat the fruit of what we've sown? And I began to think, you know, the fruit of not having a heart for the, for our children is actually forsaking the future of the nation and the future of the world when we don't actually take care of what's been given to us. And so family has this incredible power to not only change the world, but to bring the blessing of God to our land for future generations. And um, I know that we need influencers in every mountain of society right now, (laughs) but we also need to raise up the next, the next generation group of, of influencers. <laughs> influencers, yeah. yes. And so not forsaking 
um, what's inside our home because we so need to go out there. But many of us are called to both out there and to at home. And um, hi, Dave. Dave. <laughs> and so we just want to help strengthen and encourage family and what you're doing at home, give you vision that that what is inside your home is so powerful and so matters to not only um, what is inside your home, but to the future of our nation as well. And so just wanting to encourage us with that. Um, yeah. Tony says, amen. Amen. Yeah. Yes. And I, I just want to, um, I want to cast a little bit of vision. Like we've, we've said, here's some of the problem. Like here's the spirit at work trying to, to wreck identity, trying to isolate, trying to, um, those kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Isn't she awesome? She's awesome. She's preaching at church this weekend. You can live stream that too. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I just, I'm just excited about my, my wife. She's amazing. Um, but, um, we, we talked about some of the negative things that are going on. Um, but at the same time, I want to cast, we, we want to cast vision for what, what is possible and where can our hearts go? And so, um, just tracking a little bit of the history of what's gotten us to where we are. Um, it, it used to be that, it, it speaking for America, but also speaking for most of the world, most of the world used to be very much an agricultural society. Like everybody basically had to do their own farming, their own subsistence living, all of that kind of thing until the industrial revolution came. Well, when you're farming, the more hands you've got, the more, the more you can share the work, right? So the more kids you have, the, the, the more prosperous you can be. And so kids were an asset. Children were an asset. Um, as soon as the Industrial Revolution came and everything became mechanized, then all of a sudden kids became a liability and an expense <laughs> without being something that, uh, that helped out uh, as much. And so, um, so eventually there's... Um, all kinds of things that basically it made it incentivized to, to make us want to have fewer kids and get rid of our kids. And, um, and, and mixed in there were other things that like were prosperity focused and other things like that, that it's like, again, well, kids are just an expense and they're a liability and they take time and like, man, they get in the way of my, what I want to do and all these things like, okay, I know all of us have been there, us included. So I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody that's not also pointing this way. Um, but I just want to, I want to propose the alternative that when we look at scripture, we see that there, that nations were actually named after fathers. Even to this day, we still have at least two nations existing in the world today that were named after people in the Bible. One of them's Israel, but the other is actually Egypt. Um, if you look in the genealogies after Noah's flood, there was a man named Egypt. And guess what? His descendants, his kids are still with us today. And this is the heart. Um, you know, when God wanted to start a movement in the world, he picked a man and he called him a father. And he said, you're going to father nations. And out of that, I'm going to birth a savior and he's going to save the world by bringing all of my kids home to me. And we're going to be family. Mm -hmm. 
And, and so we've had so many prophetic promises over our lives. Like God's going to lead you to nations. God, God's going to take you to the nations. God's going to give you the nations. This is awesome. And I am, I am fully like, I would love for that to be fulfilled in my generation, but God's challenged me, challenged me over the last few months to look at every single person I interact with as the nation that they will become. Yes. To look at them as if they are a matriarch or a patriarch that is beginning a family line that, that the work God does in them is so profound. It multiplies through the generational lines until 300 years from now, 500 years from now, their descendants have become a nation. And that is the potential in family, that if we turn our hearts, not just towards this current existence, but what is the multi-generational impact that we can have through a legacy that it actually shapes generations and even nations in the centuries to come. That's awesome. It can sound huge and intimidating. Which it is. We need Jesus. <laughs> it is. But we need Jesus. And we need each other. And we just hope that you guys will stay on the journey with us as we are still on the journey too. And we look forward to connecting and pouring strength and hope into your family and the and the things that you guys face day to day. Like we said at the beginning, we aren't the perfect family. We don't have everything figured out, but we definitely have had a lot of really amazing uh, grace from God and some some super practical and yeah. and life-changing tips for doing family well. And we hope to just prophesy over you guys and encourage you and uh, keep telling you guys that you are amazing. Yeah. So I think we are going to wrap it up here. Did you want to yeah. share that real quick? Yeah. I, share one more I just little... Yes. Tony says, great word. The family generations can become nations. And that is the hope that we want to prophesy over you today or whenever you're listening to this. Um, Like that is the hope. Yeah. Come on. Looking forward to it. That is the hope we want to prophesy over you in this is that no matter where you're at, because maybe where you're at in family, if you're watching this or listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, I am so far away from that. My family is so broken. You have no idea. Um, you're right. <laughs> but I know some of the people God picked in the Bible, like they were coming out of families that sacrificed their kids to idols and demons, you know, and God would call them out of that. And, and, and it, 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 I mean, the, man, there's so much redemption possible. And, and so what we're prophesying over you is the potential for you to be a matriarch, a patriarch that turns your family line around and sets the path for generations that are going to come. And it by no means, by no means does that mean you have to be perfect. It, it just, just start with hope. Just start with hope. That's yeah. all we're calling to you, calling you to right now is just hope that you can be the one who turns things around. Yeah. And, you know, I think just another word of hope and encouragement for you is truly you are the perfect parents for your kids. Yes. Like God didn't make a mistake and and who he, he paired you up with. I know um, sometimes we have kids that just have such opposite personalities and we're like, where are you coming from? But truly you have what it takes and yes. we believe in you 
God believes in you. And yeah. uh, we're just excited to take this journey together. Yeah. So I'm going to pray over us real quick. And then we have a couple little announcements and then we'll wrap up and see you guys next week. So yes. Jesus, I just release your joy and your hope today over every parent who is listening and Lord, even grandparents and aunts and uncles and older siblings. I know it's not just parents who are raising kids these days. It's, it's generational and family and, um, and even foster parents, Lord, that your strength and your joy and your grace would come upon them. Lord, I pray that you would impart to them a vision of a brighter hope and a brighter future. Uh, for the generations to come. Lord, I just pray a special strength and encouragement over them as well, that Lord, if the journey has been long and it feels heavy and that Lord, we know parenting is emotional, Lord, that you would encourage hearts and give comfort in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. So we look forward to hanging out with you guys again next Friday right here. But I do want to let you know also that uh, we have been invited in. You'll see this little logo up in the corner, Insight Now, mm. <laughs> over there. there. <laughs> um, that there are other Insight Now channels that run on um, Monday afternoon and Tuesday afternoon. I think it's Monday evening and, and Tuesday afternoon. And various other times throughout the week. Yep. And you can hear our show, not only our show, but the other Insight Now shows on the Insight Now, um, insightnow.co on the website, on the Insight Now YouTube channel, um, Facebook Live, and also on anywhere that you get podcasts, you can find the Insight Now podcast and you'll hear us and the other Insight Now people also. So we're just really excited about what God's doing in kingdom and in family and yes. In his church worldwide. So yes. with that. Just a reminder. Parting shot. Send us your questions. We want you to help shape this channel. Awesome. Um, that's it. God bless, bless you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.